0: Cause Spectrum's got super
1: vision. My, my, my mask. mask
2: is a mighty power that can save the
1: day my, my, my Mask
0: Anyway To Be Continued is an adult podcast For adults, by adults We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books And all sorts of similar crap like that But we may use adult and frank language when we do so this is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Enjoy. And welcome back. Welcome back to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast covering your fanboy passion you're not going to learn anything, but if you stick around, you just might have some fun.
1: We had plenty of fun
0: this we morning. We had a lot of fun in the pre-show. I'm covered in liquids. That's how good it is. <laughs> That's how good it was. Uh, I am Miguel Alejandro Velez, one of your King hosts. Here,
2: and I'm King here, and, and I'm John, Jonathan Vergara.
0: Our wonderful producer here at Pancake Studios, the home Studio, of To Be Continued, Studio, a fanboy Studio, podcast Studio. in beautiful... Downtown Brooklyn.
2: Downtown Brooklyn. Are we? In downtown Brooklyn? Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Or you know, whatever. Yeah. Park, slope. Park Slope. Park Slope. Windsor
0: Terrace. Windsor Terrace. Yeah. Greenwood you know. Heights. Call it
1: uh, the city in the sky.
2: Park Slope. H- it's <laughs> Hipstersville. We got it. We know. Hipstersville. Yoga moms. Mm. Mm. We're the city that, mm, that he uh, likes.
1: we're the city that the robots aspire to, because we're the floating city, and
0: no one's gonna get that reference because it they would
1: if they were listening. If they to had it.
0: watched the if they had actually watched the movie, which they didn't. That's why it only made $350 million worldwide. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much Little, Battle. Angel. Is, and it is actually connected somewhat to the movie we're going to be talking about today, believe it or not. Um, and the movie we're going to be talking about today is Marvel's latest entry. Another superhero movie. <sighs> uh, Captain Marvel. Starring Brie <laughs> Larson, uh, the latest installment of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, this is Marvel's first female centric, female led film. Although there are some people who are going to go, Well, why don't you count Ant Man and the Wasp? And I say, F you, that was a duo. Okay? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is obviously, you know, a female led franchise uh that uh is... one
2: the one thing DC got right that they beat Marvel to the punch they got the yeah, so well
0: and also i think this is in a wider context this is also sort of the first hero to emerge i think in the post thanos phase um she's going to have importance going forward into the you know the post avengers endgame and World. in the
1: Marvel scheme of things, she's also, at, at least in my mind, not one of the major uh, or most well-known of the Marvel properties. Uh, whereas the, the well-known would being Spider-Man, Fantastic Four. Uh, at this point, Iron Man. I think Captain even America. before
0: the move, even before the movies, those first Phase One heroes did have some kind of pop culture penetration. I mean oh, like yeah. you know even going back to like Men in Black mm-hmm. I mean you know it's like your boy Captain America over here I mean people knew these characters somewhat they know Thor they knew Iron Man they knew Cap and like you said obviously they knew Spider-Man, the fan- Spider-Man and things like that like and to
1: be years. fair I think it's because also listen Captain Marvel Carol Danvers Captain Marvel wasn't even Captain Marvel
0: Right that's up, a that's an elevation like, of her character you know a certain uh, time uh, you know about maybe the last 15 years or so right. about 15 20 years and now, um What I meant I, was like
1: she was like Miss Marvel. She was That's
0: right. There was enough they Binary, elevated her from like, from right. from that Miss Marvel to Captain Marvel. And uh I was actually having this discussion with my mom. And uh, you know, she uh she asked me she always asked me, you know, about these movies. So I tell her, you know, if I've gone to see well what did you think? should I go see it? Should I not go see it? And uh she says, Well, I don't really know this character. And I said, That's because they're getting down to that level. They have pretty much... Not exhausted, but they've exposed... They've done the adaptations of the more well-known characters. Once, Like I said, even something as sort of esoteric as Doctor Strange had a certain penetration in the culture that he was kind of known. There was anticipation for an adaptation. Um, Mm -hmm. Now they're going to the point where they have to elevate these other characters. They have to, like... You know, if they want to continue to bring new product, they've got to, you know, uh what you know, and we're C list, D list those guys that are, you know, sort do you of
2: think such a powerful important character that uh it she would have been more well known before this movie. You know, I,
0: her history, we'll talk about <clears throat> that is yeah. is uh it's a long road, let's just put it that way. And so uh like speaking she, about speaking yeah. about my mom, by the way, um so <laughs> I told her, I said, listen, um, you know, they're, you know, that's, they're getting down to these characters. Look, you, mom, my mom loves Guardians of the Galaxy, John. Loves, loves Rocket, loves Groot. If they, if they produced a Rocket Groot TV series, she would be all over that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, look, you didn't even know, you didn't know Guardians of the Galaxy four years ago from A Hole in the Wall.
1: And she's all about Rocket, Raccoon. She loves, I know yeah, this she, for a fact. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, you know... We started having a conversation. It's going to take a little bit of a off track here, but we started having a conversation in which it went from Rocket Raccoon to my dad found a raccoon once, and uh, he wanted to keep it, and he called it Rocky Raccoon. So that then went into the whole idea, like my dad always had this weird obsession with with um, like very exotic animals. Um, he saw an interview once with Red Fox, where apparently in Red Fox's, like, old mansion somewhere, he had a, uh, over his bed, in his bedroom, he had, like, a cage full of monkeys, and he's always wanted to get monkeys, apparently. My my dad was like, I want to have monkeys, and my mom said, you don't want monkeys, you know, they're cute when they're young, but they get out of control fast, they start flinging their crap at you, or whatever. And then from behind, across the room, I hear my grandmother... And she goes, I don't like monkeys ever since that day at the zoo. And I go, I don't want to talk about my grandma. I day at the zoo. And my grandmother proceeds to tell the story that I had never <laughs> heard in my entire life. About how she had gone on a date to the zoo. And the guy takes a guy that she really liked that, you know, takes her to the zoo. And they go to the Bronx Zoo. They go to the monkey house. The monkey house, and one of the monkeys—that's <laughs> what it was called back in the day—and uh, one of the monkeys comes out, and um, how do I put it? He starts um, self-pleasuring himself in front of my grandmother. My no, not my <laughs> so she, she, she's freaking out. No, she's talking about this. She's—I was so embarrassed. Blah 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 blah. And my mom said, "Well, mom, you know, like." Like you know, wow. Well, when when was this, mom? You know, you were you know you know you grossed out because you were a young girl. And my grandmother says, no, I already had you. It was someone you know. So it was another. It was a man I really liked, and we he took we uh, took on a date. And my mom says, without breaking a sweat. Ah, so you were older. You shouldn't have been phased by the masturbating monkey. <laughs> and I said, mom, mom, <laughs> mom, are you, are you implying? that there's some sort of cutoff age for outrage at the masturbating monkey. You're saying that, 21, that's it. <laughs> you can't, don't be phased by the masturbating monkey. You're a New Yorker, expect
2: it. <laughs> just, you know, just
0: don't pay it any mind.
2: Imagine if you're on Star Trek and they're like, set the phaser to masturbating monkey. <laughs> masturbating <laughs> monkey. Well, it's one of those things where,
0: it, but it is like, I'm sorry, John. There's a lot of crazy shit that happens in the city of New York. But if I'm on the subway and there's a masturbating monkey, I my eyes
1: will be drawn and I will be disgusted. But at the at the same time, there there are two ways of really looking at this. Okay, you can either like the term masturbating monkey. I mean, you can either be you can either this is really two ways of looking at this. It could be like a hey, this is a masturbating monkey. Like this is a masturbating monkey, or. Oh, yeah. There's a <laughs> masturbating monkey. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, it's like wow. either there's really, like, it's, it's you're, you're whoa, there's a masturbating monkey, like, you're in shock, right? But then there's... Now, in the big city, you have to be worried <laughs> and have some concern because if a guy says, if anyone says, oh, yeah, there's a masturbating wow, monkey, there there's that. something wrong with that. There's something going on there. There's something wrong there. with yeah, that because... Because, because here's the implication: the guy goes home, the person goes home, and if that person continues to go, you know yeah, what? We saw
0: that masturbating monkey.
1: I still have that masturbating monkey in, in the back head. of my head. <laughs> I think I'm aroused. I think I'm aroused. I
0: think I'm aroused. How? There's I, something
1: really wrong about how that. I, how, do how do I? How do I get I?
0: someone else involved in this? <laughs> how monkey. do I break this out? And then, like you know, then he's going to the monkey house every day, and he's looking for the chicks who it's, maybe you're looking at that masturbating now,
1: monkey just a little too long it's safe to say that we here we three here in this room we're gonna be column a, which is
0: <laughs> disgusted whoa, whoa masturbating, masturbating monkey, monkey. <laughs> uh, get me get out of here get me out wanna, of here i don't want to see it! i don't want to see that no look, my eyes are both drawn and disgusted to it i can't help but look
1: for a second and then i don't want to see it anymore now i'm actually john you're a little quiet right now with column a. <laughs> I hope you're not I hope you're not in going into that. Have you found a new fetish category job? B. Have you found a new fetish? Yeah, Is somehow that- I think in the back of your head there's a wait a minute. Ed just mentioned something about a master. No Miguel and Ed, they're talking about a masturbating monkey. Now there's a masturbating monkey in my head. In my head now we shoot a film.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want to get two monkeys. Right? I get two monkeys <laughs> <laughs> two monkey- with, with lipstick. <laughs>
1: hey, hey Ed, Miguel, or right, you two, I want I want Ed on top of Miguel. Okay. I, this is gonna, gonna I look want, crazy. This gonna look crazy. Two master, Two monkeys. monkeys. <laughs> so
2: really.
0: um sorry about that, Mom, but you opened yourself up to it because again, mom, there's no there's no cutoff point in being disgusted by oh, the We weren't. But, we, but were, we mom, were, we, but see mom was like I don't know about you. That's me. I would have laughed.
1: Were we looking? Were, were we looking to get uh, Juliet on the phone for this? No, we're not getting what my I mom gonna, on because the phone I he's, already I can tell. Like, oh my god, Miguel! I can't believe. Why did you talk? Why about- did you? I warned have her. To go on about. I
0: keep warning her. I keep, keep saying, don't store. share stories if you don't want them on the podcast because they're all going on the podcast. <laughs> all right. I don't have the wherewithal to write a book. I am just going to like you know. Great. This is now, my outlet. Now I this have is my to, outlet.
1: you know, I, I, for those of you who aren't aware, when I post up, I take these podcasts and I and I and I put up descriptions. Now I'm going to have to include hashtag, hashtag masturbating, masturbating monkey, monkey. <laughs> and no one will know. No one what will be- know, and no one be like, you know what? I think I'm going to go on Google and hashtag <laughs> masturbating monkey. Masturbating Wait monkey. a minute, that oh hey, this movie? this show
0: on Captain Marvel I, just came out. I don't, I, <laughs> that's. We're finding our audience, Ed. We're finding our audience. No, they're finding us. Yes, yes, let's, that's let's, what I mean. We got to well, we gotta give them what they want. And what they want whoa. is masturbating monkeys. <laughs> I think we've warmed up.
1: <laughs> How's that? How's that Snapple in there? Half <laughs> Snapple and the rest of it is... <laughs> is shit, is like, you've like, never whoa, whoa, heard whoa. of. <laughs> okay. So I think
0: we're warmed up here. Um... After the short break uh, for our advertisers, uh, we will be getting into our review, spoiler review discussion for Marvel's latest film, Captain Marvel. But first, a word from some friends. Hello out there, everyone. My name is Miguel Alejandro Velez. And Edwarding here. And we are the hosts of To Be Continued a fanboy podcast. As anyone knows, we are based out of the Park Slope, Brooklyn-based Pancake Studios, providing to us by one Jonathan Vergara. And what can they expect to get out of Pancake Studios?
1: And here at Pancake Studios, covering your audio recording, production, mixing, and mastering needs, and Jonathan is a complete wizard when it comes to these things. Uh, we, coming this month, it would be our third year anniversary And uh, he's made a home for us here and continues to produce quality. Look no further. Pancake Studios, go to www.pancakestudios.net.
0: I love our logo. No, really. I love our logo. The To Be Continued Fanboy Podcast logo was provided to us by friend of the show, Matt Sulkowski, who also runs... MSD Studios. And what does Matt do at MSD Studios? He provides positive reinforcement for your brand. Located in Philadelphia, Matt has worked with clients of all sizes and has helped them to focus on designs for campaigns, rebrands, and new brands. Get in touch for your next project, MSD Studios. That's MSDstudios.com. All right, and we're back from the break, and so we are going to start our Captain Marvel spoiler review. We, the crew here, went to see it on its opening day on Friday morning uh, at a very nice theater. Who shall go unnamed? <laughs> and
1: uh, not the Alpine, not the Alpine. <laughs> uh,
0: now, this is as uh, John was saying uh, in the pre-shows. We were talking about this. Was uh, this is Marvel Studios' first female-led franchise uh captain marvel is going to have uh a place of importance in the upcoming how went, when when end game
1: comes out in a month right <laughs> yeah uh, <that's laughs> like, you know I'm, I'm really i i'm a little surprised that they're kind of back to backing this i'm but no different than what they did with uh with black panther you yeah know, I, they, it was I, a very I, I it was know. a very short period of time but like you can't be like you go you and i go all the time now like black panther yeah, that, that was, was February like last of last year right but it feels, feels like a life just like four years ago right <laughs> 20 20 uh 2018 like was a full snap. year yeah like um uh we were joking around not too long ago so who, who was it that we thought died or someone died I'm like didn't that person die and or did the snap happen <laughs>
0: we were talking about Wilfred Brimley I think well, I think it was Brimley? we were asking he's dead right and it was like no no he's, it was not dead. that guy is still kicking
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, I don't know, maybe it's our age, but or maybe the snap really like, really, really happened, happened and then to us and, and then and then
0: the Avengers fixed it. But so we all have these Mandela effect uh, <laughs> memories of it. So uh this is the 21st film from Marvel, uh Marvel Studios proper. Now uh it's directed by a indie movie uh directing duo, Anna Boden and Ryan Fleck, and uh it's it's got a hell of a, uh, a cast. I mean, you know, diverse up-and-comers, uh, old hands. You know, Brie Larson stars as the titular Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Carol Danvers. Uh, but it also has Samuel Jackson making an appearance as Nick Fury. Uh, the great Ben Mendelsohn. Jiamen Huntsu, who again, Jiamen... He's just what are you? Ju- I mean, is you just? He just wants to be in every single superhero movie. Prior to made.
1: prior to the movie, the three of us, including my wife, the four of us, we were subjected, and this is pretty typical, to a half an hour of trailers. Oh my god! Yeah, right. And well, I know you. I'm sitting next trailers, to you, yeah. and you're like, "Oh my god! When is this thing going to start?" And it's like. Jaimin Hansu, there he is, right before the movie goes. In Say the, my name in Shazam. You see my name. The Sh- other Captain.
0: The other <laughs> Captain Marvel movie. Uh, Lee Pace, who makes an appearance, uh, reappearing as Ronan. Uh, Lashana Lynch, uh, Gemma Chan, Annette Benning, Clark Gregg, and Jude Law rounding out the cast. Um, this is a movie that shouldn't should n- have been just firing, another firing on all cylinders, cylinders, Marvel film, uh, was, you know, destined to be a big hit, all that. Before we start with the review proper, unfortunately, and I really do mean that, unfortunately, we would be remiss if we did not talk about the sort of manufactured, drama around this film and the controversies that have followed it it is right now i think the the absolute um there's sort of a low in the fanboy culture and this film is i thought i thought it's i a, thought star wars the last jedi was it's the become, worst it's case of this but thing. this has become yeah it is now yeah. this is now this is just part of the program This is just what we have to deal with when certain elements are in any film. Uh, But it seems that the particular stew that is already the weirdness of the fanboy culture of people who are obsessive nerds about things, and I'm sorry, I'm one of you, I can say that. We're obsessive nerds about things. Combined with the the weaponization of social media, the dovetailing with weird weird alt right politics
1: um the the incel phenomenon you know what even then that's you're giving it way too much credit gender politics which is a real thing it's it has a lot to do with and this is a very by design a very pro feminine or or some of you even call it like it's the first me too movie like a uh, superhero movie uh that's ever been made uh especially especially for someone like Bree Larson Now, Bree Larson um, aside well, from- she is sort of
0: again. Her comments are sort of what put it on a tipping point. But it was a case of, in my opinion, a case of her comments being mm. taken completely and totally out of context. And then there probably already was a issues with someone as high up in the food chain as Kevin Feige mm. saying something as innocuous as well, Captain Marvel, this character is going to be our most powerful hero. Um, and that just set... I, can't, I cannot tell you the number of Thor and Hulk fans online oh, who... Okay. Oh, no, oh, no okay. man, two she two can't two be more powerful than her. us. And then we add another dynamic, which, which is the eventual... What we eventually learn is that Annette Benning's character is a gender-swapped... Version of the uh, the original Captain Marvel original. from yeah. from from Marvel Comics, who was a man named Marvel, who is the legacy uh, is who ha- is, his title as Captain Marvel was passed on to the Carol Danvers character in the comics. So it's a perfect storm of nonsense.
2: What happened? <laughs> okay, that. you missed it all. Yes, yeah, see Yeah,
0: and there's the thing. You like, said like what? Brie Larson essentially said some things about how she she said something along the lines of, you know, I think that there isn't enough diversity in the uh, the circle of critics, uh, especially at the all the big name uh, media, you know, uh, operations out there. Says they're all they're all they're all it's a sausage. They're all 40 year old white dudes.
2: That's more than fair to say.
0: Right. And she said, I, and she said, she may have been a little implicit, She said, I don't care what um, that movie, A Wrinkle in Time, which did not get good reviews. But she said basically along the lines of, I kind of don't care what the standard white male critic says about this stuff because I don't think that's a movie for them. I don't think that they can, re- it's hard for them to relate to the themes and ideas of a film because that was a very female centric film. It was about a, a young black girl. And she says, you know, give me a, give me a, give me the opinion of someone from that demographic on this. And that was all, oh, she hates men. She's, you know, the usual blowing out of proportion yeah, nonsense. But that, and,
1: and furthermore, it's even way before that. She What's was, that? she was the actress who refused to, um who's kind of snubbed she
0: sat she sat on her hands when casey affleck right, won his exactly. academy so that
1: and that stuck with her and you know what many applaud plot her for it um uh, i kind of do also um and um but that's just that's a personal decision but right?
0: yeah you're absolutely right that sort of started the tr- you know the idea that oh she's one of those to some people so the sj happened? the sjw argument uh you know in its full flower
2: so what happened with uh, this movie
0: so this hand. also, but see, then, then that then snowballed into a movement online, a movement, John, that was determined to do everything in their power, which is, you know, nothing, but yeah. still, to somehow
2: discredit, d- her.
0: discredit this, this film and her, and, but especially this film. T- if you go online and, and just put in the words Captain Marvel, you will come up with a ton of these YouTubes. Of you Native know reviews. of of there were negative they did what they call review bombing on places like IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes to the point Rotten Tomatoes had to change their policy. This is something that ha- is not unique, Howard, to this film. As I said, this had been going on for a while. They did it with re- with uh, uh, Last Jedi.
1: They did it with any film that they film is you know the, offensive the, to their eyes. The trolls are out there. They want to have. They want to continue to have voice. And it, you know, it's
2: so are you saying any? Any powerful lead female, they have a problem with. Is that if, it, it, what if, if, the, if it whatever, doesn't, whatever.
0: if it's not outside of their own, because this is what, the connection to Alita, they had a whole like, when Captain Marvel comes out, instead take your money and go see Alita. Yeah. that's and, a good I, feminist, you know, power, you know, pro. It's not masa- it's you, not, a, it's not misandrous, it's not against men. And you saw Captain Marvel, John. Was that a film with any sort of overt? Anti male message that you could oh. say beyond the, the you know some general there is a there is a gender dynamic part get, of that film. I'll wake up, and I'll get to it's it. It's just a movie, oh. right?
1: Uh, ultimately, you know, and and this but is the, this is the this is our fanboy right? issue as, with all this stuff. As yeah. a
2: man, I didn't feel attacked. You didn't feel
1: attacked I didn't feel or anything. Feel this like is, they were taking. Some well, shit, yes,
2: you know? and that is the thing.
0: There's like <clears throat> there. I feel that that is what it comes. This this weird. It's uh, sort of like oh, you're taking something from us. The, the 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 white male guy, it and it's like guys, you got to have a thicker skin about this if this is really what's setting you off. But on top of that, it's the sort of like, do you, like you say, it's just a movie. Don't you guys have Ed? <laughs> you and I both uh, do obsess about these things. Mm. We talk, w- Ed. Our co- phone conversations are seventy five percent this fanboy nonsense, well, look, and it, always have been, right? Really- but Ed, you're a father. You're a husband. You're a landlord. You have all of these responsibilities. You have all these things you have here. You're fixing your house. You're taking care of your kid. You're paying your bills. You're taking care of your mother and father. So when you delegate time for things, you delegate them towards things that are important. There is no point in the day that Edward Ng says, you know, I got to make time to make a BS review (laughs) for a movie that's not even out yet. Because I need its Rotten Tomatoes score to be that's that is going to
1: fulfill me. It all comes down to Shatner. He made his <laughs> appearance, his famous appearance on SNL, and it is a famous uh, little bit that he did. Okay. And he's taught, he's here. He is, he's basically the skit is he's at a, con- a Star Trek convention. All right. He gets up and he's like, I just, you know, very thankful, very grateful for being here. And I just want to say, get a life. <laughs> you know like i have taken something that's just a job that i've taken in uh, a little job A job i took, I took as, as a lark, lark. back in 66 you've turned into a colossal waste of time right. and you there and he points out to john lovitz in the in, in the vulcan outfit when, when, when you there have you ever kissed a girl <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is that's exactly what it is and that should uh, that should speak volumes to the whole entire community you know, if they, you have if you have a problem, really make a distinction between what's important and what's not but Ed,
0: important. Ed, how? What have I always said? But
1: they lack self awareness. This is no different than, hey man, you know, uh, years and years of nicks. They're my team. No, the Celtics are the ones that are gonna like beat this and that. It's just as irrational. uh, 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 The Patriots are gonna win. The Patriots suck. You know, Uh, Brady is should never. You know, like oh, he's the greatest of all time. This is it's sports radio. What we're doing is no different than yeah, we are sort of like fuel putting putting fuel to the fire. But but no, it's an important part part of talking
0: about this movie. I think I think it's an unavoidable thing because as John said, not even being aware of it, being told this. You're like, this is odd. This is strange. Well, it's well, malarkey, well, like, well, right? Well, you're, but you're like, I don't. Where does this would even come from? And it, it's beyond just like, oh, a, a group. This is organized. They go out of their way to plan these things.
1: And so you. We're ha- gonna buy tickets so that the general public aren't aren't going to be able to like. Oh no no
0: no! They no. The, oh, the best whatever. is they're they're, they're throwing have- out a conspiracy that it is Disney. That is buying. That the only reason this movie is making money is because Disney is buying out gigantic. Because they want to push this agenda. And as I always, when I'm online and I confront these guys, yeah, seriously, yeah, 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 Disney would have. That's how they Disney became the number one entertainment company in the world. Please, Uh, I always out of pocket. Yeah, exactly. I (laughs) always, I always go well when. I confront these people online, ultimately I go, I don't like the ag- this agenda. And I go, okay, tell me, what's the aim of the agenda? Tell me, you're afraid of this agenda. You feel that it's pushing an agenda. Well, what's the agenda? What's the end point? And they never respond because they know that if they articulate what they feel, it will sound <laughs> fucking ridiculous i um, ultimately it's this fear of what you're afraid that because they're putting female characters in these things or the, again like a ray in a star wars they're pushing an agenda okay and what's that agenda they're you know they're
1: pushing an you're agenda killing but- my childhood and here's and this is this goes back but but again, ed what's the, ed let me ask I you what do you show? think I guess <laughs> of the show uh my friend xavier and x's has nothing to do with you know we're, we're still so, we're so buddies we're friends. But, you know, um, but uh, I show. have to bring this up. I'm sorry. I got texts from from my buddy Xavier, and it was like, just out of nowhere, how do you feel about today, Star Wars, The Last Jedi? I'm like, have, you, have your feelings changed? And I'm like, no, my feelings are have remained the same from, from when we spoke on the show or when you and I continue to talk. You know, but it was, I, I can tell because Xavier... Who was very much? Um, uh, this is something that kind of, and, and I have to say, in, in your words, in his words, killed his childhood. Right. You know? This is the. But and, and, and this is the question I have though is ultimately, what is that fear about
0: beyond just oh it's something I dislike that is different from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. There are tons of crap of franchises and things where they change things. I don't like them, but. My identity is not so tied... As much as I love these things, my identity is not so tied into them. And I don't feel threatened by a piece of entertainment. And what's worse is that oftentimes, as you say, this is just a movie, it's, you know, we've seen it recently, um, you know, Last Jedi had it, but, you know, the Ghostbusters movie. Mm. And look at all the squirm and drang -ah around that, ultimately about what? A mediocre remake. That there that a mediocre remake of a film as beloved I Ed, am I Mr. Ghostbusters or and am the, I Mr. Ghostbusters? I adore that movie. And I bet it is the, a huge part of my childhood. But guess what? Like, I, yes, that a it me, failed. Th- yes, we that, did a, it. Th- that a no, mediocre movie was made. You know, who cares? It's not that we big brought of a down deal. The, right, yeah. The agenda. And they and exactly. And so that has been the, you know, something that is an aspect of this movie that, you know, is just boggling, but is now just a regular part of the entertainment world that has to be done for a lot of films. You know, uh, I guess it's funny. They were like, oh, no, you know, Captain Marvel's the first real failure of the Marvel Universe. Or they'll claim, oh, maybe it was as
1: big a hit as it was, but guess what? We cost it $200 million. It would have made $200 million more if we hadn't done the spectrum is so wide in terms of the 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 level of hate that it's gotten it's not just it's female driven it's not just it's also dc forever oh Marvel. yeah that's why it's a perfect stew mm-hmm.
0: it's a perfect stew of this weird alt-right politics of the incel gender, phenomena gender of the, uh, of indeed, of people coming from the DC side who want, they want to, they want to have some win over Marvel, uh, people who are, it's just, it's, but it's what? just people who are anti-Disney,
1: but, and yet, Ed, what are the numbers? <laughs> the numbers, as of, uh, the 11th of March, all right, uh, it's the sixth biggest opening, um, uh, of, of any movie. Mm-hmm. As far as the numbers go, it's uh, what is it? Uh, it's like again. This is March eleventh, four fifty-five million globally, <laughs> four fifty-five million. And if we were to look at the the overall, um, let's see here, the budget of one hundred fifty-two million. Oh wow! Box office. This is a little bit more updated. And this is Wikipedia. Four hundred fifty-six point seven. So we're looking at half a, mil- a half a billion
0: at this yeah. point. And the, le- it, it, the, I think the projections are that it could very well get in spitting distance of a, of a billion. Yes,
1: yeah, So yeah. guess what? Fan- yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you, you, it doesn't you like, you can go on, you go on doing what you do. What do you go well, Ed,
0: on? Ed, what do you think the fan trolls really think? Uh, it doesn't matter no. what the fan trolls think. I've been waiting to do that to Ed for so long. I was going to say you have no monkeys. idea. You have no idea how long I've been waiting to do that to Ed.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> so you're say you're not going to watch my movie? <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw? Hobbs and is that what are you saying? <laughs> I I would have I, to give you the people absolutely.
0: Elbow. I absolutely am. I don't know how to feel about Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about like about 75% it of the film. What do you think? <laughs> of of the, of the of the trailers that we saw before we got to actually see Captain Marvel. <laughs> uh but that's a we'll, we'll, Remember the, the rock
2: is the original Jason Momoa.
0: There you go. <laughs> you 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 do have a point there. You the do have original. a point. Yeah. So, um, fair. G- getting the commentary about the of uh, about this film out of the way and and the the controversy to the point that like again, not only did we have to comment on it, it in today's uh, Tuesday, what's today's Tuesday, the 12th of March uh, 2019, Paul Krugman, a columnist for the New York Times today, wow. had to refer yeah. to this movie in reference to alt right politics and all the rest that's going on in the world right now, in the country, so
1: you guys are so liberal uh, anyway. What yeah, do exactly. Get back like here.
0: It's uh, yeah, I, we had to talk about it, and um, we'll they, they, bring up some of those things again in our review proper, and our review proper will be coming up after. Again, we have some words from some friends. Ed, you know, uh, we were over your place the other day and uh, you were having some work done down there in the basement, right?
1: Yeah, so I've got a basement. I, I know it's really unbelievable here in Brooklyn, but uh, I've got a basement uh, and my wife has an office downstairs. But our we had our bathroom basement done and um, Anna Maria Stanimir Gromo, a friend of the podcast, who lives out in France, she consulted and she says, hey, let me design your your basement bathroom and that's exactly what you did. She did everything um, via email, via FaceTime. So the renderings so, and
0: everything, right? The renderings and render-
1: everything, a completely beautiful. I took the renderings and uh, hired a contractor and they are currently putting, the, as we are speaking, putting the finishing touches on my basement. And it looks fantastic, it looks great. Servicing Clients Domestic International, a master's here to help you through your different phases to transform your space into a reflection of you go to massadesign.com that is a master spelled a-m-a-s-t-a design
0: all right we're back now um so let us start with the review i'm going to go around the room i'm going to start with john please don't demur you know I mean? don't demur uh so we saw it friday john you're um now we have a few days to sort of uh, mm-hmm.
2: uh,
0: stew in it for a while, let it ferment. Yes. Uh, what did? What was your takeaway from the movie? What did you think about it? Uh, your what you liked most, what you didn't like. So start with your initial reaction, then what you liked, then what you didn't
2: like. I saw the movie through the lens of a true millennial, <laughs> <laughs> meaning I didn't really have the backstory. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know about this character going in. All I all I did know was. She's gonna save Endgame. Right. Infinity Wars. I she's you know she's just gonna, you know, show up and save everybody. So any anyway.
1: Ant Man is supposed to be the uh the de facto <laughs> savior of the uh the MCU.
2: So that's all I knew. All I knew is Sam Jackson pages her. Right. And uh anyway. So not knowing the backstory, I thought it was a great movie. I thought it had a lot of good action. I thought it uh I thought the music was great. Um, I thought the story was cool. Um, I don't know if we're going to get into this now, but I kind of had a feeling they were kind of hinting at Maybe a lesbian relationship <laughs> between her—I don't know, like the only one and only person, best friend, and they spent a, a lot of time together. Maybe, they, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, uh, maybe it was just friendship. But I don't know. For, I had a feeling there was suggest- okay. Maybe suggesting that.
0: I, I think that that uh, was actually reasonable. I think that's. I, I, I'm not going to be surprised if someone come away with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, what was the? What did you like most? What? 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 What aspects? Uh, jumped out at you that you're like yes that was really cool that was a great idea or or whatever
2: i really liked that even from the beginning she wasn't a, a damsel in distress okay when she faced um a lot of hard obstacles it wasn't this like typical like the way movies portrayed women in the past were like oh you know i can't i need help someone come save me no she would always get back up herself she always found the power within hmm to get that's up a big theme in the movie and to keep fighting and to keep moving forward and and to keep getting better and uh and learning and and uh you know so i i appreciated that um
0: anything else that was uh like yeah that was awesome that was cool
2: i thought overall i was shocked when you guys told me the the budget was about a hundred and something million because for all the cgi for all the effects for all the flying for the whole world creations mm-hmm. They created maybe two or three different worlds because they had uh, mm-hmm. missions they went on, mm-hmm. right? Uh, um, the last fight scene and mm-hmm. the spaceships and her ripping spaceships apart—that mm-hmm. was pretty impressive for right. such a small budget. Now, uh, is
0: there anything that where you said, ah,
2: that didn't
0: work oh. or that
2: wasn't good? What? Well, now you're you you, you reminded me sam jackson was too happy <laughs> and he got his eye ripped out by like a monster cat and he was like giggling the next scene he's like oh, oh, oh. found and that just,
0: incongruous
2: i agree I, just, uh, I was like you know what i know this is a marvel crazy funny you know, fun fantasy fun 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 film but that was too unrealistic like you can't get your eyeballs sli- sliced out and like you're just and just cold. like and then have dinner yeah yeah, like no pain no, nothing. No, oh, man, this is okay. Don't worry no, about it. Yeah, put yeah. some Neosporin on it. It'll yeah. be good. All right? No, and he behaved that way. Yes. He's like, yes. I put some Neosporin on. I'm good, guys. You know, like, no. no you're not, not good. Not thinking about
0: his career. Not thinking about, like, how is this going to affect me aesthetically. the
2: physical pain of it, Yeah, too. it should be it like. No physical pain.
0: Just like, you know, my depth perception is going to be off.
2: You don't yeah. get you don't get your eye gouged out, and then you can, like, jog. Like, <laughs> <all> in,
0: like, <laughs> it's something you need to get used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah um okay uh
1: overall very positive there overall positive so uh uh mr easy edward easy reader no (laughs) uh yeah you called me easy this morning i'm like wait i'm no you said you were mr easy you (laughs) i said i was easy as a person and you're like huh? That's your that's your new character name.
2: Easy ing And this- I'm
1: like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I I I refuse to be the new Morgan Freeman. But besides, anyone would be honored to be the new Morgan Freeman, and you know that. But <laughs> well, uh, and now,
0: uh, your your take I'm give your my review <laughs> your your initial take on the on the film, um, and then followed by what you liked. So okay, I'm did
1: with one of uh, one of the things that I did not like. Okay, and okay. then I'll get into what I did like. Is that um, one of the things about Carol Danvers in particular is that because she's again, well, and this is something that we've already mentioned, she's the most powerful Marvel. That's what they're car- billing as in the or, MCU. That's what they're billing her as in the MCU. But yes. also in the Mar- in, in Marvel Comics in particular, she's a very she's pretty up there. She's up there. She's things, she's, right? she's definitely a powerhouse. And guy. Uh, and put it this way, if she can knock someone like Century for her, for you comic book readers out there, if she can knock Century. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, out of the park you know how powerful she is um this with someone like carol denvers who i've always known for a long time as just miss marvel and uh the whole captain marvel thing didn't happen until just a recent recent in the recent decade that's something that's very recent but let me get to what i didn't like it's the um maybe it's just the fanboy in me but like uh, when they get well, what do you guys call it? the Vegeta or the, the the Dragon Ball Z of oh, of yeah. a character when they when they do this she goes Super Saiyan yes Super, super yeah she the Super Saiyan and that's what this that's what this character does yeah. and um, okay. I'm down with any character that's able to show off their abilities and rip apart cruiser ships, spaceships but if um, but here I am and I and and the first thing I I, I ask I'm like what are the limitations of her power? You know, I, I'd like to know more about where her power comes from, even though we know it comes from she
2: the absorbed, Cosmic Cube. Yeah.
1: You know, she absorbed, You know, it's, it's all, and that's, that's a very, that's yeah. a very interesting aspect of her power is, and one of the questions that some of these fanboys have are, are is she able to manipulate the, um, does she have a connect, what are her connections with the, with the Cosmic Cube, you know? And, Hopefully we'll get to we'll get some answers with that in Endgame when she's up against Thanos. Um so yeah, it's the what are the limitations of her power? That's what I want to know as a fanboy. And I feel that the film uh doesn't really give me any of that. Um now, pretty much that's all the only objection I have. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, or that, you know, it has a um uh as far as The the way the narrative is moves. uh, Let's. I have to compare it to something like Wonder Woman. Wonder with Wonder Woman. You and I, when we talk about that, it's always or when a lot of fanboys talk about Wonder Woman, it uh, where it's strong for a good part of the movie, and it's giving us Wonder Woman. It's the third act. The third act
0: is not as strong as it could be. Strong,
1: right? Uh, I kind of feel that way with this as well. Really. Uh, a bit, like in other in other words, the narrative didn't really wow you that much. And uh, for me, you it,
2: wanted to see her fight Jude Law.
1: Well, <laughs> uh, well, you know what? You brought up something interesting. Um, something for me, any superhero or any narrative, I got nothing
2: to prove to you. Any narrative
1: <laughs> that is presenting me with a hero, a protagonist. I feel like there has to be some sort of something has to be lost for something to be gained. Um, I the only loss I see is that okay, she she has to go away for for a while. That's her loss, you know, or that's ours because we're the we're, we're here on Earth. Well, technically, Ed, you
0: could say that she that she began the film with a loss. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, that, that there's there is that sort of, um, and I'll get that into the whole relationship. You're, in-
2: you're right, and I didn't go deep enough in mine, but. I, I do agree with you, Ed. Where like, um, she doesn't like she only had one friend. That's all we know. Her whole entire history. We don't know about her parents. Well, we the, don't know about the setup her. is this? Yeah, yeah.
1: She's a girl. That's that's, <laughs> that's the, that, the, that's, the that's the um career. that's a deficit oh, yeah, that she right. has. For Thank it. you, Tucker for Carlson. For Thank it. you, Tucker Carlson. That's a deficit <laughs> she has. Is that uh, um because when we're talking, it's a very gender po- political kind of um. It's a movie that really skirts on gender gender mm-hmm. politics right you're 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 setting up for her and this is this is one of the great parts of the movie it's like you know where they're where she's they show her in different different times of her lives uh, of her of, overcoming, of her the, overcoming obstacles the obstacles that are often she stands up and she stands up and this is i can't imagine what it's like being a little girl and watching this movie and how it empower and how it's how it becomes something very empowering you know, and and that I feel this movie accomplishes. So that's, already that speaks volumes. It's very
2: empowering.
1: It's very empowering. Um, what, what else do I really love about this movie? Is that, and I I used to, at this point I go, I don't hate the 90s as much as I do anymore. <sighs> <sighs> you know? um that's so good music. Dude, dude you have that's no so idea, music. like, uh, now this I- This guy was literally singing along in the theater. Yeah, I was.
0: And here's the thing, I, uh, his wife would ask him, "What's that song?" And he would be like, <laughs> "You
1: know, Elastica." And they're like, "I'm a musician. <laughs> I came to I came to musicianhood, uh, yeah, around the around the uh, mid '90s, late '90s. But it was all classic rock. It was Led Zeppelin. It was Eric Clapton. You know, it was Corrigan it was. But yes, that's the thing. Right, that's so the, the thing. Problem. So that's then, when the alt, right, you know, that's when rock in, in the the '90s came in. I and that explosion, college, and I'm like. Yeah, like everyone's wearing flannel. And I just don't, I don't, I don't have the feel for that. You know, I, even my best friend, he's like, he's wearing flannel. I'm like, what's, what's the deal with the flannel?
2: Like,
1: we used to be all about the leather, the, the, the leather and the boots. And now you're, all, you and, you and my other best friend, you're all about the flannel. And you guys want to do like, uh, 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 Nirvana covers. I just don't understand that. But I have to admit, this made, made a the soundtrack part of the soundtrack to, to my life. Talk to your soul. Gotcha. Um, what a man! Salt and pepper connection, Alaska. Uh, only happy when it rains. Gosh, <laughs> God, I see- love garbage.
2: <laughs> I really yes. do. Waterfalls yes, by
1: TLC. Uh, come as you are. Well, okay. There yeah, you yeah. go. Come well, well, he has oh, wait, just out, a girl.
2: Shout out to a guest we've had on here. Basie oh yes, Bob. Basically, Bob Rockman. TLC. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Oh, awesome. By the way, <laughs> um, he's very own. Shout out, Bob. You got to come back to on the say, show at some point.
1: I got, I got the butterflies in my stomach when when, uh, she's on the uh the Kree ship, and she's about to have it go mano mano with the start with Star Force. Right. And no doubts, what um, just a girl comes on. Yeah. And I'm a big, you know, I'm a huge you love uh, Gwen. Classic, no you love I'm, Gwen. No, I'm a classic no dot fan. Okay. All right. Yeah. The I don't know, I don't know, dude. And <laughs> Jessica comes on and granted, I'm not a girl, but the idea when that the, Really Ed, thank you for pointing that you, out. <laughs> I am Asian. I am Asian. And I'm male. Um, that was I felt a very great, a nicely crafted scene. Um, celebrity. This, the movie okay. ends with right. "Celebrity Skin's Hole." Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Um, whole Celebrity Skin. Yeah. Celebrity Skin was just one of those songs that was just uh, I have this other best friend. He's a huge Hole fan, and he just kept playing that on and on and on. And um, you know, I'm someone that's like, yeah, I'm not really not. I I like the song, but uh, it's not something that I really really identify with. But then that song comes on, and I'm like. Yeah, this this so this that really the 90s project. nostalgic soundtrack worked That for you. really hit. Okay. Um now this is something you you're not going to be pleased with with the whole the, the the joke with Fury's eye, Fury being a very different Fury that we've ever gotten. I thought that was just real the 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 the, the humor that Samuel Jackson delivers. Um and also the very cheerful like I'm going to you don't know what the you know what Mar- the are? And I'm just gonna sing to it. I'm like, yeah, you, you're kind of weirding me out, but I enjoy. <laughs> I weird. Sam, doing happy, this. happy Fury doesn't compute <laughs> for you. Um, it's got a, it's got a very good cast. Jude Law, um, not being the Marvel that we wanted. That well, we he expected. wasn't Marvel at all. He wasn't Marvel at all.
0: Yeah, that he wasn't. You know, um, he was another character. Uh, but uh, that it's a. It's similar to a lot of Marvel films in that the, you know, there is a, there is, first off, the villains are not really
1: super well developed. No, but they have to, but, but somehow. They're, they're good enough. The they're serviceable. Marvel feels like they have to pull the rug from under you, from underneath you.
0: Oh, there are they, a lot of movies that are, that are just former lake. This but, one at least did actually do that. This mm-hmm. film did change up a thing with the villains. And also, uh, uh, as always with the Marvel films, there is much more focus on the hero, and uh, you know the development and getting to know them and mm-hmm. making them very central. So, I mean, but it's set up
1: g- also. It's a it's set up to right. Yeah, not they, only they, is it they switch the route. first uh, the first Me Too Marvel movie. It's also the movie before Endgame. Right. Yes. So they have to set this up because she's gonna be your key she's gonna be a very key she's an
0: important factor in in the to, in the in the thanos ending of the whatever. thanos uh, arc okay um all right thank you gentlemen uh we will get to my thoughts on the other side of another message from
1: some friends Now, <sighs> oh, what's the matter miguel uh i feel fat ed
2: i feel the same way too
1: Oh, you too john yeah cool. You guys, you both you guys need to get in shape. And a way to go about this is by going with JP Total Fitness. JP Total Fitness? What's that? Oh uh, uh our pal Jonathan Padilla, f- uh friend of the show, uh runs a Brooklyn-based personal training and remote coaching service committed to leading you, becoming stronger and faster. Go to JP Totalfitness.com.
0: Sand, when I visited your house the other week, uh I saw Jen's uh, home office that you've got down in the basement. And there was this beautiful uh, flower centerpiece that was mounted on the wall there. Where'd oh, yeah. That that's
1: um, That was done by Rosie, a friend of the show also. All right. Uh, Rosie, uh, she runs Rolex Creations. For personal handmade luxury, follow Rolex Creation on Facebook and Instagram and place your order today.
0: All right. We're on the other side of that message from some friends. Uh, so here is my take on the film. Who's our friend? Uh, I a mean, lot of friends, a lot no, of the, friends. The monkeys. Stuff. Yeah, the Masturbating Monkeys are oh, our friends. They're, they're our friends. Uh, <sighs> don't worry about them. They're going to get a shout out. They provide... Uh, no more, Ed, no more. Ed, that wonderful wardrobe <laughs> that you're wearing right now was provided by Masturbating Monkey 5,000.
1: No, it
2: wasn't.
0: 000. No, <laughs> <laughs> 5,000. <000. laughs> 5, so, um, getting to my review for this film, uh, before I get into it, I just want to give a little bit of history of the character for those who may not know uh, that much about Carol Danvers. Uh, this is a, the movie that came out is the Marvel Cinematic Universe version of her her story. Her comic story, John, is a little different. Uh, originally in so the...
2: It didn't c- start with a her, right?
0: No. Um, uh, this is tied into... We could go really deep... Uh, because we could talk about the Fawcett Comics Captain Marvel, which is the Shazam Captain Marvel, which is uh, where the name originates from and the whole thing. There was really? a Yes. A, okay, well, I'll, I'll just tell you. We'll get into it. Uh, Fawcett so, Comics was a rival to National Comics, which was DC Comics. All right? And essentially at the time, once Superman became a hit, I am pretty it, sure yeah. that everyone and his brother was the editor or publisher basically said to their creative people, make me another Superman. And that's exactly what happened. And that's where the plethora of all of those comic book characters from the golden age, you know, that explosion happens. The good ones, you know, survived. <laughs> and the ones that were crap that you, you know, they, you never heard of them again because they weren't good. Fawcett Comics' Captain Marvel at one point starts rivaling superman in sales and superman was a juggernaut i mean you you it's from his creation in 38 he's you know he's getting cartoons you know you know from in only 2 years that are shown in you know theaters all across america at the time and that was a huge thing captain marvel gets popular enough to have his his own serial live action which had this sort of like um for its time remarkable special effects and everything else but you cannot deny there's a similarity between these characters. Okay, black hair, tall guy, symbol on their chest, cape. There was a basis for that lawsuit. And essentially, DC gets wins that lawsuit. Fawcett Comics has to fold. Eventually, Fawcett Comics gets bought by DC. They own the rights to Captain Marvel. However, in the intervening years, Marvel Comics comes up in the 60s. And essentially, because that the copyright for the name Captain Marvel had kind of slipped, and DC had not published a book using the name Captain Marvel, Stan was all like, "Well, we're Marvel Comics. We can't not have a character named Captain Marvel." Mm-hmm. And so, comes up with his own version, and it is all about just getting that, getting that copyright. We are Marvel Comics, we need to have a character called Captain Marvel.
2: This is our mascot.
0: Not even mascot, because here's the truth. Captain it's Marvel was not yeah. even a big seller. Mm-hmm. It's always just been, we want to keep this copyright. We want to play a game of keep away from DC Comics. Okay? That's the truth. Any any Marvel fan, you should know that that is the truth. Okay? Now, And some would say that's just rewards. Some would say, well, DC sued Fawcett out of existence, you know why should they profit off the off the Captain Marvel name? Okay, so for many years there were like these two Captain Marvels. There was the standard Shazam one. DC put out books that were based on Shazam, and we call it Shazam or Shazam Family or the Power of Shazam. But Marvel could have a character title with the name Captain Marvel. And the original Captain Marvel in Marvel Comics is not Carol Danvers. The original Captain Marvel is a character called Marvel. Of the alien Kree, which had been a thing in in Marvel Comics, and the basic idea is, Marvel is a soldier. He's a captain in the Kree military. He's a spy sent to Earth uh, to oversee us. And his early goings is all about that sort of tension between he's secretly working for this alien empire under this other guise. But he slowly comes to appreciate Earth and doesn't want us to get caught up in their thing. And he rebels against his own, you know, his alien masters. And then there is this odd 60s, late 60s, 70s shift where he goes from this white and green costume to this very standard looking superhero thing with the cowl and you know, the the her basically the uniform that she ends up with, that you can see it's very similar the star, to that. The, the star in her chest. And he becomes sort of caught up in the 60s, late 60s, early 70s, like, counterculture. And a writer named Jim Starlin comes in. Jim Starlin's the guy who created Thanos. Thanos, in fact, was a arch nemesis of Captain Marvel. And sort of gets into this whole idea of, like... Mind exploration, mind expansion, and, you know, altered consciousness. He was doing a lot of LSD. And Captain Marvel gets an altered consciousness as his power. Not only does he, um, he gets, gains flight and super strength and all these other things, but a sort of cosmic being called Eon uh, taps him to be his agent. And says, there needs to be a counter to Thanos, and I'm empowering you. I'm deputizing you to be the force, the the, the champion of the universe. The universe. <laughs> and he imbues him not only with more powers, he gives him these weapons, the negabands, which gives him all sorts of ability of absorbing energy, throwing energy out, but also gives him a thing called the cosmic consciousness, which is... Almost a MacGuffin. It basically allows him to like see and know everything at all one time. It's not quite clear. It's a very opaque power, but it was a big, huge, important part of his powers. Now, Captain Marvel goes on for a few years. He has all sorts of adventures. He, You know, like I said, he fights against Thanos. They do a story, essentially, where he dies. He gets cancer and dies. He gets
2: cancer.
0: He gets cancer. Yeah, seriously. Um, and... In the course of when he was being published, they do introduce this character Carol Danvers, who is a major in the United States Air Force who works um military intelligence at NASA. And the
1: Avengers basically were like, "We need to find Carol."
0: No, we're going no, wait, you're getting <laughs> you're always getting ahead. All right. So, um Carol Danvers in a story has her genes kind of spliced with Marvel, and in doing so gains these powers, and they start producing a book called Miss Marvel. Um, you know that's sort of like Superman, Supergirl, Batman, Batgirls. Like, oh, they have Miss Marvel, well, he, and she thought, was, he he
1: dies. Well, he. Di- well, he yeah,
0: dies. I'm saying when he was alive, they that she was called Miss Marvel, mm. and she was sort of this adjunct character, and uh, she's very much was created as a feminist character, despite. As crazy as her outfits were, which were always super revealing, she was always like, again, they started out, she was like, no, she's a major in the Air Force. And then they turned her into a a magazine journalist that worked for like a Ms. Mm Magazine-type publication. And they never skimped on her powers. They always made her a very powerful character. And, you know, in her comics, her powers are all the things you saw in the movie— Uh, You know, energy absorption, energy disruption, you know, invulnerability, strength. And as the years have gone by, she's gotten more and more powerful. She attained a form called binary. The character then goes on a weird slide.
2: But
0: not non-binary. Not non-binary, no. Uh, The character goes on a weird slide, honestly, strangely, from the the writer, Chris Claremont, who was famous for handling the X-Men. Um, who does a lot of really weird things and i'm not that i'm not going to get into it i'm not going to get into it it would take too long to explain um ultimately the character rogue which i'm sure you know from the x men
2: yeah
0: she starts out as a villain rogue is a villain and yes. Those absorbing powers has absorbing powers and that's why rogue in the 90s in the 90s x men cartoon flies has super strength and is invulnerable that's because rogue when she was a villain kills captain marvel and in doing so, absorbs part of her psyche, but also absorbs all her abilities. Um, that's Rogue's always thing. Like, she can borrow your power and drain your life force a little bit, or she can suck it all in. And you uh, know, But the downside is is she sucks in your entire personality into her and then, retains, if you have powers, her powers for herself for all time. And I feel
1: like there are plenty of millennials out there who, or just generally people who have never picked up a comic book, who've only known Rogue as from the movies, yeah, Rogue for a long fr- in the comics. See, I disagree. Known, I think I think saying she- that you know she's a character who not only is she does she have the absorbing powers, super strength, flight, and invulnerability, right. um, and see, this- but that again, that I think is more from the from the cartoon.
0: Well, in the comics. Yeah, she had that for a while, but for me, I when I think of I think of her as just the the the, the power absorbing thing and the 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 flight super but here's strength the thing. thing was I mean, always John, kind of like John
1: you know Rogue you were like yeah i know who rogue is but did you know that she could she she had flight she had invulnerability like, and, and, Well
0: i because like, because i think it was a 90s cartoon mm-hmm. which was the widest right. dis- okay. dissemination for that stuff so i did watch the cartoon okay lo- long story short she's had last like character she was dead she came back to life and eventually um I think that the guys at Marvel were like, "Where, where is our Wonder Woman? You know, where is our, like, marquee female superhero? And, you know, and Marvel's a m- got more, a lot of great ca- female characters. Marvel, I would say, might have better female heroes, more prominent in their and stories. And that's more of a
1: recent question.
0: But, I yeah, think. they started to go, you know, where's our Wonder Woman? You know, and... They realize, well, we have Miss Marvel. And the other part is that the M- M- Captain Marvel name had been shifted around already before, even before she got it. Um, there is a ca- the character in the movie, by the way. Uh, you saw the young girl who's the daughter of uh, Carol Danvers' friend, Monica Rambeau. She grows up to become Captain Marvel she a, gets a, a Captain Marvel right a Captain yeah. Marvel and then that name is given to another character and yet another it's character so it started. was a legacy that mm. already had been passed to other characters even to a female character but they said well you know Carol is the one who had the personal connection to marvel you know her first initial name she she knew him um there was a kind of a love thing and it's also like well she's got the powers we've made her this incredibly powerful character and isn't sort of the name miss marvel a little on the diminutive side you know it's like it's just just give her the name just
1: make her captain marvel make her an important you know her. yeah exactly and that's something that occurs again like within the recent decade i mean she wasn't daryl G- carol danvers did not become, in fact, Captain Marvel until of recent. Yeah, it's
0: about the last 15, maybe yeah. 15,
1: almost 20 years.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, when they're going to make their movies, you know, once it became, it became, well, who's, again, who's our Wonder Woman? Mm. And here we go. Here's 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 Carol Danvers. And uh, because the MCU is an adaptation, I think this was the rationale. I think it was like, well... <sighs> I guess we're never gonna use Marvel in a movie. We've got we wanna push Carol Danvers. Hmm. Our big mega arc is Thanos. Who was Thanos's, you know, sparring partner in the comics? You know, more often than not back in the day, oh, it was Captain Marvel. Uh, left well, wolf, we're gonna have Thanos. Let's, you know, let's give Carol an important part yeah. in the story because that's
1: Captain Marvel fought. Thanos, let's let's bring that to the screen. Yeah, the All that is, the time is ripe. It's phase four. Let's let's bring out some new characters here, right? You know,
0: and, and- uh, you know, and have uh, you know, it adds diversity. Um, it adds a different kind of character because it's a risk. Her kind of like that kind of superhero, the that Superman level character. I don't think Marvel had that. Until maybe Thor's appearance in Infinity War? <laughs> because Thor should be that kind of character. Yeah. He is supposed to be a Superman. You don't really get that until Infinity War. And you and it's like, well, he had to go through. That. I guess they well, we had to do an evolution and power him up and everything else. Mm. But he kind of should have been that from the start. Here is, however, a character that's even more on that Superman level. Where it's like, you know, powered flight and shooting blasts and, you know, in super strength and invulnerable and all the rest.
2: She's like a Dragon
0: Ball Z character. Yeah, they're saying, yeah. So, you know, that's the reason why this film is getting made. Now, uh, as to my take on it, uh, like with the Wonder Woman movie, I basically said to myself, despite the controversies surrounding this movie, and despite even what its maybe its intentions are... I am not going to judge it based on the cultural context. I don't think you really can judge a film immediately like that. It's going to be in there. Oftentimes when it is like a, a film that is, has a viewpoint, it's, it's baked in. You can't totally separate it. But at the same time, ultimately you have to ask, what does this film do? It has to live and die on its own quality. Yeah. Is the acting good? Is the directing good? Is the, the, Did the, you believe the characters? Did the themes work for you? On and on and on. Even if the themes are political, you're going to go, well, did they achieve that in any way that resonated or made sense to me? Yeah. So that's my take. That was my take on, on this film. And ultimately, I think that what we have is a very solid Marvel superhero movie. Um.
2: You know, that's very interesting because... The only thing that was actually holding her down in society was just her, um, her Air Force career, right? Because she talked about, like, oh, they won't let us women, like, on the main mission, but we could at least assist the scientists.
0: Right, right. At the time, they didn't but, have combat pilots. But they too. actually
2: didn't show, like, the man keeping her down. All there was some intimation of I mean? some things. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, no. Well, there's that scene where it's like, that's why they call it a cockpit. You know, you that's know.
2: her,
0: you know, the character in the comics has that where her whole thing is she joins the Air Force because her father was this very traditional pro-alpha male kind of guy, and he didn't believe that she should get an education, she should look for a man. Uh, as I said, the character was always conception, has a conception right. as a sort of like, very... In the movie, we
2: didn't get a lot of yeah,
0: they Yeah, they, the yeah, they, movies, they intimate, yeah. but they didn't get into it. Yeah. Um so, Sorry again, I know no, 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 no problem, so I think it's a very solid movie, um, and I enjoyed it, and I think it's worth your time in the film. I think it's a fun time, I think it's a solid action, you know romp um it's really good, it's not great, and it has some you know given what it was trying to accomplish and what it was trying to say about stuff, it has some a f- couple of big flaws for me uh. What I really liked was that this was a film that took itself seriously. Um, Brie is very good as the character. I like the pacing of this film. I love that we just got into it. You know, that, you know, the film starts off with her already, you know having lived six years with the Cree and they're using her to go on missions she's somehow empowered she doesn't really remember who she is but she's she's been told you're, you're you know you're one with the Cree now I like their conception of the Supreme intelligence which that is something from the comic books uh, in the comic books, the Supreme intelligence is not just this telepathic thing that you know order the Cree around it's a giant brain that's sort of the repository of all the Cree leaders over the years uh, and sort of amalgamated into like one being um but i love their conception of that it's a much more sci-fi it's it's not just like kind of a goofy comic book they, thing
1: they they accomplished yeah. um they 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 accomplished it really well in that earth is caught in the middle of an intergalactic war between the kree and and and, and the skrulls it's kind of like our um,
2: afghanistan yeah you know?
1: well you know it's um uh, it's a proxy war even in, marvel, e- even in the, the marvel comics. even in the Marvel comics it's such a big deal, but it's always in the background you know and uh, there's a whole universe that's that's there are that's all happening. of these
0: various you know empire for what i liked i like that this was very this was less Guardians of the Galaxy, which was, of course, like, you know, that's the Han Solo world yeah. of space travel. Mm-hmm. Or Thor Ragnarok, which is the, here's the sort of funky Flash Gordon kind of thing. Right. This was thoroughly Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> you know, it's like we have uh, defined political entities and the uh, military force that serves them and on and on and on and the technology and, and that sort of stuff. Um and I like that we just get that it's like oh there she is you know she's part of this world and I like that she was you know this so confident at, sassy um but also deadpan part of the performance but I think was maybe that was some people's complaint about her not being as effusive as they wanted her got, to be I I
1: felt a little a lot of that uh when the when the trailers had come out I go mm, I still don't know
0: And I here's my my defense of that is is this I think there are a lot of people that are saying stuff like not maybe not too far off, but they feel maybe a little harsher than than my assessment, which is like, well, this movie didn't give me anything new. It was just like every other Marvel. It's a mid-level tier Marvel movie because, you know, I didn't I didn't find her to be all that engaging, blah, blah, blah. I thought she was. And I said to myself, you know what? I honestly think the reason some are giving that review is because. Her personality works for Carol Danvers. That is exactly what I expect from Carol Danvers. She is supposed to be that Han Solo, Hal Jordan. Mm. I am super well, you confident. You were like this Swagger. is, this is ha-
1: Hal Jordan,
0: right? Yeah, that and sort of personality. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, uh, that voice speaking in that type of you know the deadpan, you know smartassery, mm. yada yada. Um, well, it's sorry, a, sorry, a- sorry, Marvel fans, but guess what? That's every other Marvel character. You might be able to um, discount Steve Rogers in that in that category. Uh, Black Panther, Thor? Peter Parker. No, no, even Thor. They eventually have in that sort of.
2: Oh, well, Ragnarok. who was just. You
0: know, I'm man, but... I'm I'm brimming with confidence. I'm borderline arrogant. Yeah, I'm fast that's... with the quips. Um, well, you have
1: that scene where you
0: know, in and that's Star Lord. That's RDJ as Iron Man. I'll throw in, you know, Let's... Black Widow. I'll throw in Hawkeye. I'll throw, you know, there are a lot of characters in the Marvel universe that speak with that kind of voice. And so, if your people are going to say that, as like, guess what, if you if you were bored by her performance, I don't think it's because her performance was bad or that she was boring. I think it's because honestly, you're just now realizing that's a lot of what Marvel has given you. And okay. you don't
1: get that from, and to make a distinction, uh, you don't feel that way with, let's say, the characters in the Justice League, you know, in, um, in uh, with the DC movies. They're... They're, specific- they're moving towards that, though. Well, Aquaman yeah, but, yeah. is a perfect
0: example yeah, of that. Yeah, but that, spe- yeah. specifically,
1: those characters aren't supposed to sound like that. But I I, I get what you're saying. You know saying. what I'm saying? Is yeah, that, that, they, that there is
0: a like- sort of a... So if that is a complaint, I, I'd say that's the defense for it. Um... And the film, it, you know, I thought that it was a strong origin story. It did the what I loved most about. I don't go to these movies to laugh. I'm sorry. I like to laugh. Laughing is good. It's fun. But you know what's fun? Taking the movie seriously is fun. The movie took <laughs> itself seriously enough, and there was still humor to be combined from that. It doesn't have to be quick, quick joke or something that undercuts things. Um, I love that there was this sort of, like, we didn't need to do any awkward too much fish-out-of-water stuff. Strangely, it was sort of a fish returning to water if you really think about it, but, like, Like, oh, she lands on Earth, right? Blockbusters, what the hell is that? Right, yeah, she lands on Earth and, you know, she just assumes... You know, it's like, well, she's been doing
1: missions for the Krees
2: yeah. for six years. Yeah. So I've been she's on, been all I've been on alien planets. Before. This is no different. This is
0: no different. Hey, okay. Take me
1: to your leader. If this
0: is a uh, planet C one thirty five, right? Oh, she says something like that. C fifty seven or something, and it's just like, look, I need to find a communications depot. (laughs) You're the law enforcement, or like, I love, I love. That's why I think points
2: to Radio Shack. You know, (laughs) there was a
0: deadpan to it. I think that, which was, which was a little refreshing to me, rather than. And that's what
2: made it funny.
0: Yes, exactly.
2: She was serious. Like, I, I need communications. I need the communications. (laughs) But but, right, but
0: but also that she wasn't phased by anything. This wasn't when Shield shows up. Right? She's like, look, I gotta get going, I gotta capture some Kree. So if you guys could just get out of my way, you know, I'll be on my I'll be off your planet in a little while.
1: by the way, the shield that we get here, it's a it's it's men in black, pre-Men in Black without the technology. They're just still starting out. You know, so that I kind well, of Well, I think shield's
0: been around for a while. They've been, for, a, they've been in a while for They've while. been for a while, but we're not but seeing the sort of these the mad scientists the sort area. of aspect. Yeah, yeah. If anything, we get a preview of that later on in the film of the tech that they would be using. So I thought that that worked. Uh, I thought that the, the a big selling point of the movie should be the chemistry between Brie Larson and Samuel Jackson once they get them together. It's very fun. That's, again, the pacing is that's just so good. We get her from the Kree Empire onto Earth and teamed up with Jackson. I like, like 40 minutes, you know, maybe. <laughs> like tops. Uh, and he allies with her. And, you know... Ultimately, the big thrust of the film is that, you know, well, you know, she's sent on a mission to against the Kree, the, uh, she, against the Skrulls and the Kree Empire. And, the you know, the, the 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 Skrulls are being, you know, sort of like targeted by the Kree saying, oh, these are terrorists. They're inf- they infest planet. They can't be trusted. They're shapeshifters. That's a big part of it. And it seems that the Skrulls end Up capturing her, they wanted to get something out of her. There's some intimations of some memories that she doesn't. Suddenly, she's like, Well, I don't. What is this? What are these memories? I don't mm. remember all this stuff, even though there are people who she sees in the memory that she's having dreams about, and so on. And those and so forth. are
1: thereby becoming breadcrumbs to, to you know, teasing
0: out who she really yeah. is ultimately because she's been working under the tree for so long, and now it's well, this is her home planet, and things are starting to come into focus. Mm. And, you know, we, we get this sort of like two-track thing of, well, here's my mission against the Skrulls on this planet. And that's dovetailing in the, you know, now there's something more here. I may have been from here, so on and so forth. Of course, we know the, these things. It's an obvious sort of setup. It's not a giant mystery, but it is important to the character. And this goes to the fact that while the villains... You know, there's a switcheroo because, you know, again, this is a spoiler talk. We find out that the the Skrulls, surprisingly to this old-time they're comic fan, the are not the antagonists. They're not the real bad guys per se, um, which might affect some things going forward. But I think that there's some wiggle room for that. Ultimately, the real villains are the people who took her in, are the mm-hmm. Kree, and Jude Law is Jan Rog who is like her military commander and we see in the and beginning mentor. of the film that mm-hmm. essentially he is exploiting her abilities but he also needs to gaslight her she's only as useful to them as long as they can control her mm-hmm. and so he's always telling her you know you've got no you got your emotions you know can't be out of check you know some reviewers i said they were like i never saw her get out of check that's the whole point The whole point is she's never allowed to uh, let her emotions run wild because they're afraid of what that will bring. And they're afraid that when she loses, you know, she loses control of her power or she comes into her power and she'll remember who she is. And then they're screwed, which is exactly what happened. And what is beautiful to me in the film is that when we finally get to the end after, you know, after she finally does. Find out who she is. Find out that she's from planet Earth. Finds out how she ended up in the service of the Kree. And her power, she comes into her power. We have a great finale. um, A very solid action finale, which I think that a lot of superhero movies sometimes whiff on.
1: Which I, I find a little bit problematic, but...
0: Okay, all right. What was the best part was the... Final face-off between her and Jan Rog Jude Laudigan. Because he meets her, he's tr- she has gone through his troops like butter. Mm. He, she finally, she's gone Super Saiyan, as you say, John. And her power is fully, you know, she's a fully she's realized Captain right. Marvel. Mm. She can, she can stop. fly. She can fly. <laughs> she can take on space cruisers. Uh and and she can chase them off just by clapping her fist mm. into her own hand. The real Iron Fist. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, Jan ra Jude Law's character, had tussled with her before and basically came, no, this is not working. I'm not overpowering her at this point. And what I loved is he thinks that there's a possibility (laughs) that there's maybe a little more gas in the tank of that I used to be her mentor, I can gaslight her, I'm going to try and get into her mind you know i'm proud of you i'm trying She's like you know what <laughs> i'm actually <laughs> proud of you yeah, you know, but the truth is you cannot you know and the thing is it's played it is a funny moment it yeah. works like show it's funny but it was also smart on the character's <laughs> part it was like okay i don't have any other options here is,
1: the, i'm going to go, for broke, I'm gonna you go know. <laughs> i got i'm going to i'm going to
0: get it. So this is a hail mary pass maybe this works maybe i can still somehow get her to power down and beat her and She has this whole thing where she just, like, in the middle of that, where he's like, you got to take me on, -on one-on-one, hand-to-hand, no superpower, and she just blasts him. And she says, you know, I don't have anything to prove to you anymore. And that's the ultimate theme of the film, which is this. And tell me if you disagree with me yet. Ultimately, the theme of the film is is that the hero, in a hero's journey way, can never they can never truly self-actualize if they don't know who they really are. And if someone or some antagonist or, or other force in their life is holding them back from that, if someone is trying to keep them from knowing their own power and, and allowing them to be who they are, then it is very easy for a protagonist hero character... To be manipulated into being an agent of injustice. Well, what you just is what the film exactly what you is. just
1: described is is Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi. You know where he he he. But no, un, no, no. Un- this is blade, no, but this is this is different. No, no, my no. no but this me. is
0: different. This is way different because this is no one was telling Luke. Luke's temptation was to use his power. Right? Luke's temptation was, you you, you you give in to your anger and that's mm-hmm. a bad thing. This is, no, give in to your anger because these people have been holding you down. These people have been trying to stop you from being well, you who you are. Well, you say
1: self-actualization. Right. Know, it's there, clearly.
0: Right. And it's, but see, and the, the key is why this, I think, will resonate for women is because women experience that in their mm-hmm. relationships. Men who want to control them stop them from being who they are mm-hmm. and sometimes can make them aiders and abettors of injustices to things, whether it's in their family or women who are, you know, being you know criminal. And it's a very,
1: very real thing. Um, uh, it's more a so, real more thing so that, that you and I the three of us here would never would never be able to 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 really understand. Um, which by the way, I, I do need to mention this. Anna, our our friend Anna, our our foreign correspondent, uh she was supposed to uh be on the show and to talk about the the, the movie as well, and it but unfortunately, it's, unfortunately, it's we're going hey, we to have her at, an, at, at, at some later time. Day, yes, I felt that it was very important for a woman to give us her two right. cents on what this movie means to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and here I am. I'm I'm, and I know you want to you want to finish up your thoughts on this, but um, here I am. I'm flipping through Instagram, and what do I, say? I see? Like Evan Rachel Wood, she's giving some tearful testimony. On how she still feels broken up about an ab- a past abusive relationship, mm-hmm. even though of uh, despite of her accomplishments, despite on all that she's done, emotions um, run you, deep. Yeah, you know, emotions run deep because they're skin deep. The abuse is very real, right? And win. that is the key of what I'm saying. the the the
0: The message of the film is that on a on a general superhero mm-hmm. term, it's the idea that. That's the lesson, that if, you, if you're in, involved with some person or something that is intentionally holding you back, it is trying to control you. It is not letting you be who you truly are. That is an issue, and it will be a roadblock in your life. And I say to any man who maybe didn't like this film or maybe someone who felt, oh, those, these themes weren't very well developed in this movie, and there are a lot of reviewers who have said that, I say, please, please. Talk to the women in your life. Talk to daughters. Talk to mothers. Talk to aunts. Talk to sisters. People who you know intimately and trust. And ask them, point blank, have you been in a relationship like this? Have you been with a man, a person who, you know, apparently mistook control for love? Who... You felt, you knew in that moment... Of it's not even when an you, analogy, when you, it's a literal... Right, but I'm saying when you knew in that moment when you stepped away from it mm-hmm. that that was what was happening. That this person was trying to control you, trying to stop you from being the best version of yourself for... And so that you could be of use to them. Mm-hmm. And this is... A powerful theme. I think it is well developed in this. The, the film. training sequence, the you mo- know? The, the,
1: the, uh, the the training sequence that we get. Mm. It's not even an analogy. It's almost literal. Yeah. It's like it's like okay, let's get to it. You want to fight, right? You know, control yourself. Control yourself. Don't you know? Don't don't you know? I don't want to let you you know you know go. And it's an
0: interesting thing because I think that there are a lot of stories where the reverse is true. There are a lot of stories, hero journey type stories, where it's about no, the character must learn to control their emotions Mm -hmm. they must learn not to you know let go here is a flip side that I think is equally valid Mm -hmm. you know what I mean I think that there are there are quite a few stories uh, only in this case it resonates on a level for uh, female viewers Um, that said there's a lot of aspects of this film that I have (laughs) some big issues with and we'll talk about them after we take a break and have some more messages from friends well, what are you doing over there? I'm just looking at our business cards, man. I mean, this is right? some great work that they did over there at Rolling Press for us.
1: Ah, oh, Rolling Press. That's uh, our, our pal, Eugene Lee, uh, runs Rolling Press, and he did beautiful work for us with our cards. Rolling Press, a Brooklyn Park Slope-based eco-friendly printing business, printing books, magazines, zines, and comics for anyone who wants to start their own thing. Rolling Press is a printing company. Go to rollingpress.com.
0: More messages from friends. Thank you, friends. <laughs> so I want to go through what I had an issue with in this, this movie. Okay, um, I think it's a solid film. Um, uh, John reminded me that I said it was an eight point five when I came out. I might in in it after- I might make it make it an I'm, eight. I've it's a solid eight. It might be it might I've be a salt yeah. a, a, a more solid eight. Um, I think my thing is I'm a sucker for what I think are well done. Uh, action finales that's what I go to these things for I don't I don't I don't take points off of a superhero movie because it didn't have enough jokes okay if anything
1: that's the last thing I give a shit about when I go see a superhero let me ask you a question do you feel that it the movie the project was sort of pigeonholed in a certain way because A it has to has to, um, you've got Endgame to follow up to this. It's got to be female-driven. It takes place in the 90s. It's got to do this, That's it's got to do true. this, it's got to do that. Like, do you feel like...
2: No. No, no. Okay. <laughs> no, I really don't. No, no, I but know. you got to take that into account because we haven't seen everything yet. We're going to see it all in Endgame. Her. Uh, well, it's yeah, but... i seen you crave uh, well, the... No, I'm but I got like, that. Oh, no, what I'm director. saying is that
0: I liked that I thought that I'm a sucker for the third act, big action finale. That's why I go. I don't take points off of the film if it had more laughs than action. No, I'm but going mean, to... Th- but the I'm thing is, buying my ticket to see an action drama. I am not buying it to see cutesy things i'm not seeing it to see jokes i have comedies or cute movies if i want to see those things i don't i do not i'm not a consumer of superhero media to see jokes okay so i thought that this film balanced out the humor a lot um a lot better than most of these other films because it wasn't quip 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 Action, action scene, anemic drama, quip, 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 which I'm sorry, is a lot of Marvel product. So whilst there are a lot of reviewers out there who put this as a negative for the film, for me, it worked. She was just deadpan enough. She was charming in her deadpan, but I didn't need her to be wacky or goofy or anything else that undermined the character. Now we get to what you yourself said, where you were like, I'm a little freaked out by Ray Sam Jackson. slightly goofy Nick Fury. <laughs> and uh, the humor between her and h- him and her works very, very, very well. I think that there was a lot of really good stuff with Fury where you saw the master spy he was supposed to be. I mean, this was a guy who had the wherewithal to take out yeah. who, even though were, he was surrounded by shapeshifters in this movie, he could suss them out, okay? But we get to aspects of the film like Goose the cat who was hyped up as this thing, and I'm
1: like, it's a fucking cat. Which, which is... I don't which, give a shit is, about this fucking cat. Which is cat. kind of I'm a sorry. really minor...
0: No, kind of, no, but it is this sort is of thing minor. where he's, he's, a lot of things with, like, it's not minor because I'm going to get into another aspect of the film. All right? Another weakness of this film is that we have her history that we don't, you know, that gets teased out. But then we're supposed to buy certain relationships. And I do think that uh, okay. Lashana Lynch... As uh, Maria Rambeau, she elevated that material mm-hmm. because otherwise, without the emotional oomph and her yeah. skills as an actress, mm-hmm. that stuff is a little flat. It's all on the paper.
2: carried it over. Yeah, it's like, rather you know, than like just my like,
1: best friend died. Yeah,
0: and you and- came, and now here you are back again. Mm-hmm. That worked because of her, not necessarily because that was great, well written. Mm-hmm. We get to a really big issue for me, which is that. Annette Benning appears in this film in a dual role all yeah, right yeah. so we get this whole thing where well well the cree are this sort of like controlled race under under the, the, under one, the thumb the biggest of the script su- the
1: script on 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 the whole a, on a lot movie. of things yeah
0: so the cree are this race that are controlled by this sort of ancient intelligence called the supreme intelligence An ai and uh they commune with it. as almost like a god. I thought it was a very good commentary on, like, a, a, a techno society. Like, suddenly it's like, well, the AI is in charge and everyone communes with it. And when they commune with it and it gives them their orders or, I guess, you know, forms their worldview on everything or teaches them, mm-hmm. uh, it appears to them in the person that they respect the most, someone very important to them. As a as a figure to them, and and it's a it is a quasi-religious thing. She talks to Yanrog and says, "Well, who do you see? Well, you know that we don't ever talk about who we see when we commune with the Supreme Intelligence. So it's like this personal, you know, almost deity kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it so happens that again, it, for her, it's this it's Annette Benning's character, but she doesn't know who she is. It is until later that we reveal everything about
2: it. Or her subconscious remembers,
0: right? And so. Um, there was some talk before the movie came out. that people didn't know who Annette Benning was playing. For a while, they were like, oh, she's gonna play her mother, you she know. The
2: Marvell.
0: And it turned out that they basically did a gender swap um for Captain Marvel and Marvell of the Cree. And the idea is, oh, just like the comics, it's the same setup. Marvell is a renegade Cree who has turned against her own people. And uh, ends up infiltrating a government program, the Project Pegasus, which we saw in Avengers, uh, the first Avengers film, which is, in the comics, is always doing something with the Cosmic Cube, a.k.a. the Tesseract. And here it's no different. And, oh, um... Dr. Lawson, who is Marvel in Disguise, is, we're told, is this character that Carol really respects and looks up to. During this period of time, you didn't have female fighter pilots. So her, uh, Carol Danver and uh, her friend uh, Maria, Office they sign off uh, the as Super to be Secret Project. The Super Secret Project Test Pilots, right? that would have been fine if it had been developed more because it's very key to her character yeah. Marvell Marvel is the inspiration
1: for the name Captain Marvel not only that it's but al- like the big question of the the well already by now YouTube has plenty of 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 uh oh the timeline of the tesseract where okay we're, yeah. we're, we're, uh, you know from at what point or what happens from the point that Tony Stark picks up tesseract how it's in the hands of Howard Stark gets in the hands of it Shield, to the government. And then from there, this, here's a scientist that swoops in and says, hey, I some, can... Sometime, yeah, that she you know, was developing a,
0: a faster than light vehicle for the purpose of helping these Skrull refugees who had been persecuted by the Kree. And she was hiding them out on Earth and was trying to help them find their own, um, you know, promised land, a, a, some, some refuge for them. And the whole point is supposed to say, well, Carol has this deep connection to this woman.
2: But I don't want it, to open up a can of worms here, but I must ask, okay. what kicked the conflict off? Like, why do does the Kree want to kill the Skrulls in the first place?
0: Um, Here's the truth. In the film, I don't think it is really covered.
2: No, it's not covered.
0: And,
1: you know, they basically are just like, oh, like, well... Is it
2: just simply because they're evil? No. They want to it's kill a, the, the Skrulls. The like, they they've the,
1: established themselves as as an Imperium. A dominant
2: imperium. Right. And, and, and the,
1: the Skrulls... Well, the
0: Skrulls, you can understand how that would be... Um, an easy thing to demonize the shapeshifters. You don't know mm. who is your who is your real Cree brother and who is just shifty. they're shifty. Exactly. Yeah. Or the
1: fact that they've got green skin and we've got blue. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> you know, I mean, and you know, <laughs>
0: um, yeah,
1: it's actually <laughs> right. maybe it's, it, can yeah, it can be as simple as that. Can be as simple as
0: that. In the comics, it's a little more complicated. In the comics, actually, it was this whole thing where the Cree. Um, the Skrulls were already a peaceful race and they had their own star empire and they sort of had this whole like thing where well, we'll invite you in to be our trading partners. But, you know, we got to find out what you're made of as a race. And they set up a contest between the Kree and this other race. And, you know, the Kree built this city on the, on the, on Earth's moon. And that was like, ah, see what we can do. And this other race built like this beautiful garden planet and the Skrulls. We're like gonna choose them, and the Krees were like, This is BS, killed that whole other race, killed the scrolls that came to visit them and said, This is outrageous, we're not gonna trade you. And then they were technologically less advanced than the scrolls. And then after they killed the scrolls that came to visit them, it took them a few years, they built up their technology, they started attacking the scrolls. The scrolls went from a peaceful race to being yeah. this very militant. Uh, ruled by their religion you know they became able- plus so it's they a plus com- the co- scrolls it's, <laughs> it's a it's complica- it's it's complicated it's geopolitics it's no one's really right or yeah. wrong and that's what i'm getting into <laughs> what there's there, there's some wiggle room for the for no, the scrolls because
2: it's very much it's not the thing now
1: john i said this to miguel i said so basically what you end up having is that carol danvers becomes the oscar schindler of this of the, uh, of the, of the, of the scrolls of yes star, of the scrolls and that's exactly what happens this life
0: um <laughs> so yeah that it is supposed to be like that now i think that that they now that the scrolls this is their first really big you know coming out, coming out party to the pop culture world you know mm-hmm. to anyone who didn't read the comics don't know the history this is now this is going to be their idea of what the scrolls are it they are sympathetic you know, you think when you think of them, it's ultimately like, oh, here's this guy, Talos the Tamer. Ben Mendelsohn, by the way, didn't really get to say he's so wonderful in this movie, so fun, so funny. Um, but they're sympathetic. I'm not sure if they're going to necessarily want to use them in their more traditional villainous role, but at the same time, I think there's a lot of wiggle room. I think there's, like, you could say, yeah, these scrolls we met are sympathetic. Even Ben Mendelsohn's character, Talos, says... I've done some bad stuff in as part of this war we're all guilty of something in this conflict it's just that Carol's like no these people are separate they don't it's not about they're, they're not terrorists they're not a threat to us really these these scrolls in particular they should just be allowed to go and live their life um so so getting back to Marvell that's an issue where you don't really feel that connection. And this goes to the goose thing. If you cut out the friggin goofy shit with the cat, as with all of these films, if you cut out all of the quips and jokes, you can actually spend time creating connections between characters and doing more than just having an exposition dump about look, this is how X I think feels about
1: overre- this. I think you're overreacting.
0: No, no, I'm not because yeah, this is this is a, you're, this you're, is a mean, very big part of supposedly her background. She's named Captain Marvel. Why why would she be call herself Captain
1: Marvel if we don't ever get a real sense? Yeah, it but doesn't. you're saying that you know the cat is really m- like making a big stamp on things. And that they, it's they subtracting from so much. And they built, they hyped this cat thing up. They made
0: it's it a whole whatever. thing. It's, it's really a pandering. It's, no, it was a pandering move, just like a lot of things in Marvel movies are pandering. And I'm saying...
2: I thought it was funny when they did the uh, analyzing. They're like, threat level, oh my oh, God. Oh my we God, 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 we, we got to put, put, put this thing... Gonna, gonna, right, it's Jackson. funny.
0: I'm not saying then, the crap
2: doesn't work. I'm not saying me, I didn't laugh at those things. But for me, I had no idea... Like I thought it was just their misconception. Right. It's like why are they overreacting to the cat? I was like why they cat? This is going to be
0: bad. You like, like like yeah, and yeah. you can almost uh, by the way, yeah, cats yeah. the way they are, you could understand. Like I was almost expecting there to be a scene where like the scr- when I thought the yes. scrolls were villainous, yes. I thought it was going to be like this thing is like you know, you have a bunch of them coming, they're all scratched up and I was like, "What happened to you?" Like, well, you know, we were chasing the Kree agent and then we found this other at ad- we found this other creature and uh, we thought it maybe had some information. We tried to catch it. It uh, it ran into the next room like a crazed person <laughs> for no reason. Uh, then it went into a uh, a paper box for a while. <laughs> Sit around there. From
2: under under the couch.
0: And then uh, it was. It's a. Uh, it's obviously a predator. It's armed with retractable <laughs> talons on all of its appendages. And quite frankly, uh. Formidable. Now, formidable. Look, look, formidable I, I think, formidable um, in that its shape-shifting abilities are almost the equal of ours. I
1: tried to catch it <laughs> it was like some sort of weird liquid form. Um now the, the the joke it's like you know, well, it's it's okay, it's just a scratch and the scrub. Scroll, right, like, so we get no, to that. It's no, it's no, It's not. No, it's not. Right.
0: And so now we get to the the, the thing with Samuel Jackson, where again, that's funny. Hmm. I laughed, Ed, but now suddenly, because they wanted to have a joke between Colson and Fury. John, you like you said, every time I see his eye, I'm gonna know it was for a stupid joke in this movie. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I will never. I will not I, I will, will neither not, confirm nor deny, deny what that is that I was tortured by the creek. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so this is the sort of thing where I go, like, you know what? Ed, you cut that stuff out. It doesn't make this a bad it doesn't lo- this film doesn't lose anything. No, if you leave you it don't in, it ha- won't
1: lose any you won't lose anything.
0: I, you did because like I said, ah. they could have had Better development of things, but well, instead, look, I mean, no, we had to have the funny, the funny cat freakout scenes, and, the, and the, a post credit scene where the cat listen, pukes I'm up the I'm glad you hit
1: the, I'm glad you hit the major, the the, the um, disappointment, uh, disappointment, which is um, the Lawson was un, was undercooked. Doctor Lawson, like her 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 whole story in yeah. of it. I mean, or are they at some point going to go? Here's what happened. Like, well, there's you know, also, the there's, also we're the, have, there's also the there's also have to we're gonna have to barf and that Benning. All
0: right, right. Point. But here's here's another thing with that. Like I said, it's not just that. There's also like questions of the sort of the mechanics of the plot, because it's like okay, well, Larson was Doctor Lawson, as played by Annette Benning, was a Cree scientist who obviously could. She was flying up and down to see those Cree the, the scrolls in that floating lab of hers, mm-hmm. right? Um, and yet the reason carol is with her on that day it's like oh she says we got to save some lives and i volunteered you know to you know to fly her on this mission and it's like dr lawson was a cree alien with intelligence beyond any human being she could fly the ship that she designed herself
2: probably better
0: why did she need carol to come with her on that that's what i'm saying there could have been more story <laughs> better development of that and it's not this weird sort of like uh what why that doesn't quite make it doesn't track now i get maybe maybe to you that that feels minor but for me i go like oh, no 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 i'm not I saying go, that's mine that's i'm that's, going like but see that's what i'm saying the if cat is have, minor to me no but no not that. but no that's what i'm saying less cat more of that and the film is better Take away the cat, the film loses nothing. The ultimate impact of this film is not lessened if you do, if you cut out something as dumb as Fury's eye thing and the generalness of the cat stuff. You can still, the plot doesn't dramatically change. It's just a different way of how they get the Tesseract back or wow. whatever, which could have been written in a million different ways. It's not, the cat is not essential. The eye thing is not essential. Essential, okay.
1: And I, other than that, though, disagreement with that. Other than that, though, that. By the way, Marvel has seemed to trending on. Let's take a bunch of old timer, classical, a uh, classic actors. And turn him into villains. Well, you know, well, like, <laughs> well, and, well, and
0: also the, a lot of these. Classic, like, who's that? What's next? A lot of Warren Beatty going to uh, be again. Galactus. Might as well. <laughs> Might as well at this point. Or um, uh, how about um, uh, Alan Alda as uh, as, Alan Galactus, Alda as, as, Ga- as Galactus as a watcher? As Galactus, I'm uh, I'm here to. Uh, I'm going to destroy your planet. All right. By the way, I <laughs> well. Mean, Noren, Noren, please, actually, you please
1: do something about I'm, this. <laughs> I'm actually Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror from the year ten <laughs> thousand. <10, 000. laughs> and you ask when would the, well, the killing end? When
0: would the killing end? In the year really. ten thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Kang, and I'm here to talk to you about Project Liberty. <laughs> um, overall, though, I was a sucker for this film. I don't think I, again. I would if someone says it was mid-tier Marvel, I might agree with them. But I thought it was solid. Very entertaining, and um, my lord, you know, just one moment here uh, to get off the content of the film itself, and just yes. that this film begins with something that is—I had to hold back tears. This is the this is the film that is going to have the last, the second to last appearance of 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 Stanley in the Marvel Cinematic mm, Universe.
2: That's right.
0: We had a uh, um we had his cameo where he's on the train mm-hmm. when um, uh, Carol Danvers is chasing a Skrull agent and he's there reading uh, Well, can the, I yeah, small rats
1: so I'm watching uh Kevin Smith just shows up on my U- on YouTube my YouTube feed At your front door <laughs> Kevin Smith goes on about in tears yeah about how um he's talking basically gets a call from Kevin Feige hey listen you know we we um uh, just wanted to tell you about about Stan's cameo It's like oh okay oh, well, wow you know i'm getting like you know from doing his voice i loved
0: his reaction like, to that like, oh, cuz wow. he was like, like I'm getting, he, his whole I'm thing getting, was it was more about i'm getting the straight dope It's straight dope information <laughs> I mean, from, from you know for like like he was like, oh, he was like you Kevin can't Feige. tell anyone and but like, like, i'm interested and let then, me know what's going to be they, in the they movie and tell
1: me that it's, uh, it's stan and he's he's going to be on the bus and he's going to be reading the script, just going over the script for the from, lines of from all, from, Rats, from all Rats. you know, and there it Which, is, by in- the way, for those people who don't know, it's my favorite of all I'm the with Kevin movies. Smith and this, Kevin and he doesn't like Kevin Smith. Um, <laughs> and he's just, as he's telling the story. Yeah. He starts, he's got to, he, he, he's, gotta, he's he trying to hold, hold it back. back. Yeah. Kevin is not to- known for holding back tears and you go, my God, this guy looks like he's lost a whole person. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he's he's, well, he's looking, looking pretty the new, good. Yeah, the same. new spokesperson for Weight Watchers, by the way. Yeah. That's as what he happens as when you have be Because
0: oh, holy damn, it's working for him. He um, wants to live, this guy. And, you know, Kevin basically says, like, okay, here's... For him, it was this personal thing of, you know, I've been referencing these movies in my works for so long, and now, now the-, the comic book movies are referencing me through Stan, um, whom, again, he had the... You know the pleasure to work with, but that beginning portion of you know all of these all of these moments of Stan and all these films, but also public appearances, talk show mm-hmm. appearances, on the red carpet, and you know it's it's affecting. It's affecting. Um, it's both something to celebrate because he lived to see this sort of thing, and you know I, for whatever my nitpicks are about Marvel movies. Or you know the fanboy reaction to you know, Warner Brothers space. or or anything, we're living in a time where the culture has finally caught up to me. I always knew that these characters at uh, these worlds were interesting and inspirational and fun and funny mm. and cool. I always knew that I, I didn't, I, I, to me, these things were never unhip. Mm. Finally we're going to a point where we get to the whole world knows it. The whole world realizes the potentials that are that is that are in these type of characters and in these worlds.
2: Ed, can you say something as arrogant as that? That <laughs> mess with
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All the world and all of culture finally, <laughs> finally come up <laughs> to me. <laughs> 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 I'll take it. No. Before, I'll take it. I'll take it.
0: I, I, I don't, I, I know if it, it sounds, but I'm being serious. I mean, I'm, I'm a heart attack. I'm as serious as the heart attack that Kevin Smith had. <laughs> that this is a thing where I'm lucky enough to have seen this as a, as a consumer of these things. I can't imagine you're the, the one of the prime architects of this as Stan was. And he always was trying to, he, again, he flogged this stuff for a reason. Mm-hmm. He knew the potentials. He knew that there could be something more than, you know, if you, as long as you put the effort and the time and the money and the care.
2: Like I said, he was the Steve Jobs of comics. He was the Steve Jobs of comics for good or ill. Yeah.
0: And that is something, that's why I'm holding, it was like I had to hold back tears, you know, seeing that special Marvel intro. You know,
1: I I almost, I, I almost teared because Kevin was tearing. Tearing up, yeah, you know, because for someone like Kevin Smith, and granted, as a director, I think his movies are like, eh, you know. um, (laughs) He'd agree with you. He agrees with you. There's a certain cult for you're right. It's like, yeah, no one's ever gonna like give me a movie to make, you know. Meanwhile, I'm just directing CW shows. But (laughs) the guy is is a product of Stan Lee, you know, and and not only that, but I kind of feel that someone like Kevin uh has has pioneered the stuff that you and i have been doing yeah
2: you know, no you know it's it's kind of like when you guys talk about the martial arts you're like this guy was trained by bruce lee <laughs> and this this guy trained this guy I'm who's our quote, who's our seafood you know i'm <laughs> going quote it's like from one of Stan my Lee's favorite seafood.
1: 80s movies of all time and that's real genius okay it goes from god <laughs> to me to jerry
2: <laughs> <laughs> to the laundry you know <laughs> uh
0: yeah um and you know he's departed and yet you know we're still going to be treated to the to to something i mean the last these are the last three of his cameos that have come out so far so we had uh into the spider versus mm-hmm. one which was weirdly oddly prophetic those lines i'm gonna really miss him you know (laughs) i was going like oh that's oddly creepy but also very you know it's like touching i I, did they know
1: did he know by the way, john now you've been playing spider-man right have you gotten to the the stanley cameo oh
2: i'm sorry
1: okay well on the ps4 game the ps4 spider-man game he makes a cameo oh there you go and he's like you know it's uh it's weird where mary jane and peter they've already been broken up um and uh so you're saying this is the prequel to Spider-Verse. Maybe. <laughs> well, he goes but uh Peter Peter goes, I'm sorry, Mary, I gotta go. I got uh, MJ, I gotta go. And Mar- MJ's just sitting there in a diner alone and and he's like, You know what? You two are always my favorite. <laughs> 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 um Uh and so we're gonna
0: get uh, you know, it, with this one and then finally we'll get the the end game.
1: Uh, one which speaking of which um, can we get into the post the 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 post credit
0: Yeah that? so the post credit scenes are uh twofold one is the stupid cat you don't need to see it the cat throws up the tesseract Enough there the I ruined it Enough for you the cat. uh
1: it deserves to be ruined
2: um <laughs>
1: the, he says that with like a, like a, yeah, ra- a rage I, face i don't know I'm what i'm saying
0: it yeah it's it was stupid it was dumb deserves. i don't care and you don't need to see it the end game Lead in post credit scene seems to be similar, I think, to the post credit scene that we had in um, at the end of Ant Man, which was essentially what was it? It yeah. was just the a, guys it are doing. It was a it was a cut scene from mm-hmm. uh, uh, from I'm sorry from Civil War, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that the scene that we get the post credit scene we get in Captain Marvel <laughs> the, the is cr-
1: essentially just going to be uh, it was a cut scene. From Endgame, what we felt with the credits from Infinity War, these guys are still feeling it at the head right. Exactly, well, as it's I always like, said, that they're going to be uh, reminder. Yeah, whole world, fifty uh, percent of the world, the world is gone. God. population is gone. <sighs> Bruce, how are you doing? I don't know. I don't know.
0: Steve, Everything's good. That's not a bad ruffalo, by the way. It's I got the tone.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know, Steve. It's. It's like crazy a, you know, it's, out there. It's crazy out there. You know, you know this
0: pager stopped working. <laughs> it was Furies, and boom, she she appears behind them. I ordered By the pizza way,
1: half an hour ago, and nothing has
0: come. Yeah,
1: that's because Domino's
0: working with half the people, Bruce. Um, now, um, uh, something to note is the fact that Carol looks very different. That, 20 years later. Not well, it's not just aging or anything, which like she doesn't look markedly aged. Uh, there might be issues with mm-hmm. that. She might be ageless um given after her powers. Right. Um but the hair is longer, but the, also the uniform is different. It is a completely different um suit than the one that she wore in well, you to see over.
1: from the torso up.
0: But it's different. It is di- it's different. It's a different design. And what does that mean for Endgame? Um, obviously, you are saying it, that
1: she's got no pants—the Miss Marvel—that maybe who uh, <laughs> oh no, knows? They, maybe they're going to blow our
0: minds, and she's going to show up with nope. the thigh-high boots, with you know, with the with the with the with the hot pants on. Um, I think it raises all these sort of questions for her. For her going forward in the Avengers franchise and also her solo franchise because she goes off with the Skrulls at the end of the film. She leaves Earth. You know, she... It's
2: a long time she spent with the Skrulls. All
0: right, well, who's to say it was just with the Skrulls? There could be all sorts of adventures she has out there. You know, she could settle them on there and just decide not to have come back to Earth. She may have tried to come back to Earth and got sidetracked with all sorts of little missions or whatever, helping people out there. She may be a legend out there for all we know. Um, I think that there's a very good chance that they may treat her franchise not too dissimilar to what seems to be what's going on right now with Wonder Woman. Which is to say, Captain Marvel 2 may not... Take place in the modern uh, Marvel universe. There is a lot of setup things in this film. The Ronan scene seems to be completely set up. We're coming back for the w- for the weapon. Okay, no, w- the woman. Okay, so we, we may very well get a uh, you know an explanation that that. Dovetails with the guardians of the Galaxy. We may learn why Ronan was put on ice. He was obsessed with getting this woman and he was disgraced and you know, yada, yada, yada. We may learn, you know things about uh, they may use her to introduce other cosmic characters in her in her franchise. You can have the Shi'ar, you can have the Brood. Mm. You can have whatever, I'm you know, I'm pretty other, sure other that
1: things. that uh she's going to experience what pretty much a whole entire universe experiences, which is about, you of know, the half side. half Yeah, half, yeah that is that is there is gone. a whole
0: there's a whole thing where basically she may come down to the Avengers and that maybe this is like, "Look, um I've been out I've been out there. I just came from out there. Mm. It's bad. You know, these all these star empires are falling because half of their population is gone." Um we don't know how seasoned she got out there, you know, uh, and on the other hand, we honestly don't know if fury calling her back was, this was the first time. If you said 20 years, she could have popped back and forth, you know, mm. you know, you know, picked up the stupid cat and brought it back in space. In her, Cause we don't see fury with the cat. Um, all sorts of things could have happened, and I think that there is a good chance that they'll be like, next Avengers movie, yes, Carol's in there, she's got a leadership position. Those, when you want to see Captain Marvel in the modern day, go to see the Avengers movies. When her solo films come out, just like Wonder Woman 1984, we're going to have something that takes place in within that 20-year time span between 1994 and 2019. Um, so... That was our Captain Marvel spoiler review discussion. Uh, uh, I'm sorry to all the cat lovers out there. I'm sorry to all the people who like masturbating monkeys
1: no because no no more no we more we
0: may no have more. characterized
1: Stop. them in Enough a negative of the masturbating light monkeys
0: and uh, as my mother what? would say would the truth is you're never to too old about, to Goose. not you're never too old no. to not be phased no. by masturbating Stop. monkeys. Stop right oh oh. When I do goofy comedy, you've got to put
1: an end to it. But when I point out goofy comedy in the MCU no, films, not, hold on, first off, I don't treat that oh, as so goofy weird. comedy. You know what? I have a feeling that maybe you're the one that goes masturbating monkeys. Yeah, I think right. Right.
0: Again, no, 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 it's a, you don't, you don't you don't get to be the hypocrite in this situation. I get to be the
1: hypocrite. What? <laughs> are you calling are you saying that I go home and I go? You know what? I've got uh, some laundry. I've got to prepare dinner. I've got to pick up Clark. Masturbating monkeys. (laughs) Masturbating monkeys. Well, Ed, as we said, the only
0: two people who, despite what my mother said, um, there are only two people in the world who should be unfazed by masturbating monkeys. Everyone else, regardless of age, honestly, you should have an issue with the masturbating monkey. The only two people in the entire world who should be unfazed by masturbating monkeys is Jane Goodall (laughs) and Sir
1: David Attenborough. Because, because that's what they're doing. Leaves. That's what it's they're like, doing. It's they're like uh, it's like the, the difference between so you can see that the the, the primates they get to a certain age oh, now and, Will Smith. and they're and they're trying to they're trying to they're trying to just wait wait why 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 Will, why Will Smith? Smith.
2: 'Cause he's host he's hosted that show One Strange Rock and it's a nature documentary. Oh, so okay. Yeah. Wait, what is that? What is that?
0: One Strange Rock. It's, on it's, on yeah. it's on Netflix. It's a it's a it's a nature documentary. But no, see, he's yo, just doing yo.
1: that's just that's- yo, let me tell you something about Massive <laughs> Monkey's. <Woo! Rock>. <laughs> no, see I'm
2: not with
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> let, me tell you, let me tell you something,
0: John. See, that's the-, the issue there is that he's only doing the narration, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jane Goodall and Sir David Atborough, they were in the Yeah. <laughs> And I figure, like, if you're Sir David Attenborough and you're, like, you know, it's you're like, bivouacked out at, like, Mount Kilimanjaro, you're a hundred
2: miles away from I another woman. Things, especially on <laughs> Men in Black. <laughs> you know what? But I
1: ain't with it. I, I would very much welcome a nature show with Will if Jane were still alive, you know, and they kind of teamed up. And it's like, uh, so you can see, Will, that that particular primate is trying to get the attention of the female. And by, as you can see, there's no other delicate way to put it. He's himself. Whoa, whoa, yo, 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 yo I ain't yo. down with that. All right.
2: <laughs> really? I'm really? 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 I'm really, really digging beatboxers these days. <laughs> oh, you really? saw what I yeah. said to you.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, that ends our Captain Marvel. Spoiler review discussion. We hope but you we have enjoyed a lot it and you got it A lot coming
1: down the pike. Because
0: the world is coming down the pike. The <laughs> well, in the next April. month or so, we are uh, dealing with not only an Shazam. avalanche of
2: we movies, got, like, six shows. In. Yeah. Game yeah,
0: like,
1: of Thrones.
0: Game of Thrones. Hellboy. Hellboy. Endgame. Endgame. And we're even popping in a retrospective for a couple of older films. We're doing a, a the thing, and, uh,
1: and I'm here to do a promo <laughs> on a TBC show. Let me tell you, John Carpenter classic, The Thing,
0: and John Carpenter's hey, Starman. You,
1: Miguel, you watch out. Watch John. Watch out. Watch John. Listen. Listen. You hear me? I I hear funny
0: things. I fear. I hear funny things out here. This noose is not for me. Just don't disregard the suicide noose. I'm all right now. I'm all right. I want to come back in. (laughs) I feel fine. Feel fine. It's not going to work. Watch. Watch John. Watch him. (laughs) This falls across (laughs) So we will. So uh, we'll be back soon. And we want to thank everyone for listening. And until next time. To to be 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 continued.
1: I got me the diabetes. Did I ever mention that? To be (laughs)
2: <laughs> I got
1: in hey guys thanks for listening to to be continued a fanboy podcast our website is www.tobecontinuedafanboypodcast check us out on itunes google play facebook instagram and twitter